Welcome to the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast. It's open mic night for sketch. We cold read some comedy sketches and discuss how they were written. Here to keep these goofs going. I'm Harrison. And I'm Amy. In this week's episode, a new couple gets cozy in the tub. Then a hearty welcome to the family. Finally, keeping busy while unemployed. Then join us, won't you, on the Rift Train with Keith and Keely. And stick around to the end for a fun writing prompt to inspire your own writing. With us on the podcast today. Keely Anastasia, she, her. Keithy, he, him. Ryan W, he, him. Tyler Chick, they, she. Is everybody ready to goof around? I could go for a goof. <laughs> uh, I just, just saw a pole. What? Uh, a, just what? saw a poles. The flagpole? Uh, oh, like according, uh, according, according to CNN, uh, the most recent poll indicating that um, a fitness uh, poll is uh, there was one of the background um, of this. Yeah, but I it uh, it was skewed heavily towards me being ready. Uh, oh, good. I'm glad okay. we got back to yeah. it. Not you right. ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of buildup. It took a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Keith and I have the same hair today. <gasps> oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, whoa. Yeah, it's right down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> probably... Allie can't strike you. <laughs> right in the strike zone. <laughs> Too many goofs already. We've seen it. Our no longer called a middle part. It's called the strike. Side part is a gutter ball. That's really good. Sweet gutter ball. <laughs> yeah. Is that a new haircut? Looks like it like you had the bumpers up for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that that's a hair piece, and that that guy's got a seven ten split. <laughs> Turkey. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Three perfect haircuts. I don't know. Three perfect <laughs> haircuts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a turkey. Yeah, it's a term barbers use for how their yeah, day is going. Just the barbers sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for my turkey, so <laughs> I've never hit one before. Yeah, I'm trying to cut a 300 a day. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you can't cut hair in here if you don't wear our matching shirts. Where it's Eve, damn it! I just want to see like a barber putting a bunch of goop all over a comb and just going to town and looking at it and spinning the person around and just be like, strike. <laughs> <laughs> and they have one of those animations play on their yeah. screen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Next frame. <laughs> All right, maybe we should do some sketches. Hot dogs, one dollar. Okay. Hot dogs, hot dogs. Our first sketch today is titled Bath, written by Harrison Merck. Corey will be played by Ryan W. Wilt will be played by Tyler Chick. Interior, bathroom, evening. Corey, she, her, and Wilt, they, them, sit in a bath. It's a sexy bath. All bubbles and candles in here. Then he literally looked right at me and was like, tank tops? They both laugh. They both <laughs> grab wine and sip. Oh, my God. Daniel is canceled. Corey dips down into the water and kicks her feet. You're canceled. They splash and goof, then laugh. Corey looks at her glass. Shit, I forgot to bring the bottle in here. I'll be right back. Corey goes out, grabs a towel, and scurries out quickly. Wilt watches her go, then sits contently and smiles. They grab a handful of bubbles and smell. It's nice. <laughs> they get closer to the bubbles and inhale again. Some bubbles get in their nose. They reel from the sensation, then vomit in the tub. They look around, unsure what to do, then clean their mouth, contemplate getting up. Then Corey walks in. Wilt looks around and realizes the bubbles are covering the puke, and Corey didn't notice it. <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay, back to bath. Yeah. <laughs> Corey gets in and sits down. Mm, shit, I love that we've taken baths now. Oh, 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of an old married couple thing, but like. Really? Old married? Yeah. When you asked if I wanted to take a bath, I was like, whoa, big fourth date move. Well, well I, yep, I went for it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. It's so relaxing. Corey relaxes into the tub. Hey, do you think these bubbles smell a little off? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Weird <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> They're organic. I Organic. Oh, cool. Hmm. Organic bubbles. Corey puts her mouth in the water and blows playful bubbles. <laughs> Will frowns hard and shakes their head. Mm, no, I gotta <laughs> tell you something. <laughs> Corey clocks Wilt's expression and sits up. Oh shit, what's wrong? Wilt starts to work up the nerve. I... Corey reaches forward to Wilt's face. Hey, you got a little chunk of something. <laughs> Corey scrapes a puke chunk off of Wilt's face and inspects it. Wait, what the fuck is this? Probably just some dinner. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm a mess. Corey looks at the chunk, then sniffs it and considers. What were you going to tell me, Will? I... I threw... Oh, I just... <laughs> I threw away the Indian leftovers from Tuesday night. They, uh, you were real nervous about telling me you threw away the Indian leftovers? Yes, because remember you loved your Vindaloo. Will gags off Vindaloo, Corey clocks. <laughs> and you said you thought it would reheat really well. Well, am I sitting in a vomit tub? No. <laughs> Corey just stares at Will. Will stares back. I mean, are you? <laughs> Did you vomit in the tub? Oh, Jesus Christ. That's what the smell and the chunks are? It's not organic bubbles. You puked in here. No. What? What would even, would that? I asked you if you puked in the tub and you just said no without even thinking that it was crazy to ask. It was crazy to ask. Stand up. What? Now that's crazy. Mm, mm, I'm so relaxed in here. <laughs> Corey sighs, takes her hand out of the water, and decides not to touch her face with her hands. All right, I get it. This is an early date, and I definitely think we have a lot of potential. If you threw up in the tub when I went to get the wine bottle, I can imagine you feel like it would be the end of this if I found out. I get that. And that's not totally fair. To end this over one puke tub? So... If you come clean now and say that you did puke in the tub, then we can drain the tub. You can clean it up. I'll take a shower and go home and we'll have another date and pretend this didn't happen. But if you say there isn't puke and there is, I will not talk to you again, Wilt. I Wilt takes this in. They look around. They grab the glass of wine, take a sip, make a grossed out face, then spit it in the tub. They hide their face and stick their fingers down their throat. They gag, but no puke. They look at Corey. Oh, no. That sip of wine was really bad. I I think that might make me throw up for the first time. <laughs> I put my mouth in this water. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, you know, I just thought about how embarrassing it would be to puke in the tub on a like the first time you take a bath with somebody. Uh, this didn't happen to me. Harrison, blink twice if this happened to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to sign up for the Patreon. I never puked in the tub, but imagine what it would be like if yeah. that happened. Uh, how embarrassing it would be and how you would maybe try to hide it. Uh, that's what I was imagining just from my imagination when I wrote this. Uh, 
So this is where my imagination took me. Um, you have such a good imagination. Thank you I've so much. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I have puked on dates before. Uh, not in the tub. <laughs> but in like other venues, you know, so. <laughs> so it's like a theme. But this this isn't. This right. didn't happen. This didn't happen. This didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I've I've been in situations that are similar enough that I could empathize with how this would go <laughs> enough to try to write it. So <laughs> it's stunningly accurate. I feel. Well, I feel like your imagination. I wouldn't is so know. Vivid. You're I so wouldn't vivid. know whether it's yeah. accurate or not. But this is my best guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to say first off that I love the reason for the puke that it wasn't like they were sick or like whatever, but it was just some like bubbles in your nose because that seems like it could really happen. Very realistic. And then you're not having to deal with like, why is this person sick or the, is this going to happen again? And again, the, the then at the end with them trying to puke. And it, for the first time, I liked that a lot. That hit really hard, I think, because they weren't sick. Because it wasn't like I drank too much or the vindaloo was bad or something. But yeah, I just I think that was the only thing I had right off the bat. But it was so much fun and so cringy, but not in like a super gross way, like in an adorable way. Yeah, I think there's a way you can do this sketch and never see puke. Mm hmm. Just which is which is great. I the implication that. of puke. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the new Food Fighters video and it had real puke in it and it really grossed me out a little bit. I did not like it. I did not like that part, but the rest real of it was puke. very funny. Oh, well, I mean, not real puke, fake puke, but still, I don't like that. And a turd, yeah. spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. You spoiled the new Food Fighters music video. Oh my God. It's so good. You can edit that out for the turd. There's a puke and poo-poo in it. Spoilers. There is a poo poo. <laughs> we can't air that. No, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have. in the Food Fighters video. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and Jason Sudeikis. Right the disclaimer front. at the front of this podcast. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> a really serious sounding one. Yeah. yeah. Is it not <laughs> even like they didn't do they blur it out? Or like I can't tell you. You have to find out for yourself now. I've ruined it enough. You've done enough damage. You've done enough damage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh I really liked the the sniffing the bubbles too yeah. uh, and gagging from it. I, it really did feel like I never would have thought of that as something that would make me throw up. But as soon as I pictured it, I was like, oh yeah, I could see this <laughs> happening to me. Um, if you want to have more stuff happen before Corey gets back, <laughs> I, <laughs> you, uh, you had the part, where they clean their mouth. Um, and so this is something that did happen to me. I bought uh, <laughs> what I thought was a mouthwash. <laughs> and it turned out to be dish detergent. Like I did, literally didn't look at the bottle. It just looked like a little like travel scope bottle. So I grabbed it and <laughs> So I was in the bathroom at a hotel and I squirted dish detergent into my mouth <laughs> thinking that it thinking that it was mouthwash and I definitely threw up. <laughs> oh. So if <laughs> So if Welch grabs something thinking it's mouthwash and it's something else and they throw up again, I think that could be really Oh, that is very funny. <laughs> yeah, trying to clean their mouth. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Oh my goodness. I also love the idea of like getting fully out of the tub to go into the sink to like get a mouthwash or something. Yeah. Getting back in the tub with the mouthwash. Yeah. <laughs> back into the and like establishing early that this is Corey's house too. So it's like mm -hmm. clear that Wilt wouldn't know what his mouth was. <laughs> yeah. 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 
All right. Our next sketch today is titled Family Business. Written by Keely Anastasia. Shanna will be played by Tyler Chick. Ellen will be played by Amy D. And Frank will be played by Keithy. Interior Orphan's Custard Shop Day. Husband and wife, Frank and Ellen Orphan, 60s, sit at a booth. Shanna, 16, sits across from them. It's so nice to meet you in... Oh, Frank, she's even more perfect in person. <laughs> oh, truly, Ellen. Curly hair, the bright blue eyes. Uh, she looks just like Deanna did at that age. <laughs> oh, who's Deanna? Deanna is our daughter. Does she work here too? Oh, no. Don't make me laugh too hard, honey. If I slap that knee any harder, I'll have to get it replaced again. <laughs> oh, 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 you on your bone jokes. We're a family-owned and operated business. So all the kids either work or worked here. Deanna, Dusty, Delilah, David, and Crispin. Crispin? Oh, yeah, we, we didn't want people to think we were doing a thing. A uh, thing? A thing with the names. We didn't want them to think we were giving them all D names because that was a total accident. All an accident. Just like that time I fell off the merry-go-round at the Apple Blossom Festival and cracked a whole rib. <laughs> Ellen pulls a plastic spoon out of her apron pocket and snaps it in half. They erupt in laughter. <laughs> you are one silly skeleton, my love. Uh, we, we have a couple questions for you. Do you like your PB&Js cut in half or triangles? I bet she likes to bite the pointy end off the triangle first. No. All of our kids do. <laughs> Is that supposed to tell you something about my work ethic? Oh, well, I need to know how to pack your lunch, sweetie. What is going on here? What part of... She points to Frank, who fires finger guns, saying... <laughs> Family owned and operated business. It was unclear. So when the flyer said, join the orphan family, you meant literally, not just like... Oh, we're all family here, type of way. Oh, imagine the loyalty complexes. Oh, yeah, that's so toxic. Now you literally have to be part of our family to work here. <laughs> yeah, it's our brand. People don't come here for the custard. <laughs> they, they come here for the carbon copy faces behind the counter. <laughs> We've been searching high and low for someone who looks exceptionally like us. The moment we saw you, we just knew we'd found the perfect addition. Shanna starts to get up. Oh, no, dear, don't go. You see, dear, uh, we are, in fact, a family-owned and operated business. Always have been, always will be. And our kids... Ellen cocks her head to stare longingly out the window as she says, Dina, Dusty, Delilah, David, and Crispin. Well, none of them had kids. Heck, they didn't even get married. Not a single one. <laughs> and they're all in their 40s now, so the odds of us getting any more kin that way are, well... Bad. Like my saucy sciatic nerve. <laughs> <laughs> then one day they all pulled the This isn't our dream, it's yours card and revealed they secretly formed a family band and made it to Hollywood on America's Got Talent. <laughs> They've been doing the YouTube ever since. So it's just been us and Crispin the last couple years, and poor Ellen is falling apart. Crispin? The other kids kicked Crispin out of the band because of the name thing. I thought there wasn't a name thing. They did a thing with the names. Because they all start with a D. So what do you say, Shanny girl? You ready to join the family? No way. Shanna leaves, sleigh bells chiming behind her. Well, more money in the will for Crispin, I guess. The idea for this just came when I saw like a we're hiring sign on a restaurant ones, but like their whole shtick is that they're family owned and operated. And I was like, what are you really signing up for when you commit to work there and you're like not in the family. And I brought this on the Rift train um, way back when um, and got some ideas from that. And then I, yeah, my first version of this was like eight pages long. Um, it was like the first sketch I ever wrote. And um, 
yeah, I got like really invested in these like Frank and Ellen characters and um, then ultimately like had to cut things back. So the game is um, that. Yeah, like the whole thing about like, what are you signing up for when you commit to working for a family run business? But yeah, it has gone through iterations uh, and in shortening it, I still wanted to like maintain some of this Franken um, Ellen, <laughs> just like characters that they are. Um, but yeah, I would love some feedback about how to kind of like make the game stronger and like shine through and still maintain that stuff. The chemistry with the characters is amazing. Keith and Amy, you both killed it. Mm-hmm. If anyone's casting for Santa, I mean, call Keith. <laughs> <laughs> you do a really good job with those characters and they are back and forth and they feel married and they feel like they know each other so well that they're alienating everybody else in the room uh, just like with the way they talk, uh, which is such a good way to show characters know each other. Uh, so I really love this like this justification that you have of like how toxic a work environment it would be to be like, we're a family here without literally being a family. I feel like you have this unusual thing of like, our hiring process is an adoption process, right? And that's like a super clear, unusual thing that you have. And I feel like your justification for that is like, because like, we don't like a toxic work environment. So like, I think you can either talk about like things they've done to prevent a toxic work environment more or just like remind us more often about like why they're asking these things because they're trying to prevent a toxic work work environment. The implied thing of like, you're going to become part of the family is like there and it lives in the sketch and it's going to be part of the subtext. And I think is if you, if the way you remind us is by saying, because we can't have a toxic work environment, people will like fill in that gap and be like, and you have to adopt because of that. The only other thing I'd say also is that like if Shannon needs the job, she'll be less likely to get up. The only other thing is that uh, Ellen's body falling apart is very, very funny and you're doing a great job with it. And I would just love to see like one more iteration. Um, even if it's like in that thing where Frank is like and <laughs> uh, poor Ellen's like falling apart uh, and then like, you know, she breaks a bone or something or like a finger falls off or, you know, like that's the moment where you can go as crazy as you want. So like <laughs> if a finger falls off and she just goes, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> the door closes and, and Ellen just uh, disintegrates. <laughs> I love the, uh, the mystery act about Crispin <laughs> and how Crispin's like the odd one out and that keeps coming up. Um, you could maybe add, like another way that Crispin's the odd one out besides wasn't invited to the band and the name. Maybe there could be something else. Um, now that we're kind of honing in on the toxic work environment thing too, maybe on the first page when they first talk about Crispin, I don't know if this would necessarily work, but to put out there that oh, Crispin can't work here because he's toxic and maybe, or some, some way <laughs> oh, to yeah. introduce toxicity mm. in the beginning. So that that's if that's the running theme for um, what they're trying to avoid in their hiring process, which is the reason for the adoptions, um, toxic Crispin, he's not allowed to work here. Um, and then that way, too, it gives him Crispin a little more reason for being the outcast. I think you could also maybe just have Shanna just get what they're saying more quickly. Like mm. she so when Frank says we didn't want people to think we were doing a thing and she says a thing like maybe she could already get that it's. Oh, you mean a thing with the names? Like maybe she could even like get what they're saying earlier and be like, okay, I've had enough and get up earlier. And they have to keep like convincing her to sit back down again. Yeah. I like it if it's like five times. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Hear us out, please. You came all the way down here. Is that your bicycle? You bike down here? (laughs) My ankle broke in six places last time I was on a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, I'd like some of them starting to act like she is their daughter or granddaughter already. And like, oh, I oh, you're looking a little thin or something like that. Like, yeah. Do you, yeah, we baked you cookies, take leftovers, like those kinds of things that moms and come to the pantry do. here. Yeah. Have you found a job yet? Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> did you just, did you just have a birthday? Here's a fiver. <laughs> Can you take my phone and set up the TikTok? <laughs> like my friend, my friend Nina's boy is so cute. We should set you up with him. Right? Also, it could be fun it. too if there if she's like, well, what exactly would I be doing hand there? So they're just like, well, you know, like this stuff, like family stuff, like family business stuff, and they never even say what they do. <laughs> just be a part of the family. Yeah. <laughs> Ice cream, truck driving. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you put stickers on oranges. Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> family owned, family operated, family business, family. You are one silly skeleton, my love. Our third sketch tonight is titled Laid Off, written by Tyler Chick. Roger will be played by Harrison Merkt. Megan will be played by Amy D. Beth will be played by Ryan W. Laura will be played by Keely Anastasia. And Maggie will be played by Harrison Merkt. Interior restaurant night. Two couples are at our table catching up. One side is Beth and Roger. The other side is Megan and Laura. They're all in their 20s. And that's the last time I'm staying the night there. <laughs> Everyone laughs. <laughs> like, oh no, that's okay. We'll get a lift. <laughs> they laugh again. <laughs> this is so much fun. I can't believe how busy we've all been. Laura looks down. Oh, Laura, I didn't even think. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I know. It, it's fine. Megan squeezes Laura's shoulders. Laura is actually keeping very busy with her creative pursuits. She's doing decoupage light switch covers. Everyone makes sounds about that being really oh. fun and interesting. <laughs> decoupage. You don't you don't have to do that. I I know it's a stupid hobby. Let's just say it. I'm unemployed. I'm a waste of space. Oh my god, you are not. Don't put yourself down. We we've all been there. Yes, thank you. She won't listen to me. You're all just being nice. I'm not adding value to the world. Babe, it's not your fault the company restructured. You're allowed to be unemployed for a while. You put me through grad school, for Christ's sake. And you got a great severance package. We're fine. That's not the point. I didn't mean to upset you. We can totally just change the subject. Yeah. Hey, are you all caught up on Ted Lasso? Oh my God, yes. Have you seen it? We did start it. We haven't watched the second season yet. Oh, so good, right? Oh, I really appreciate the way it depicts masculinity. I don't deserve Apple TV. <laughs> Laura, that's not true. I was laid off. Why do I need entertainment? What would I need to relax from a long day of decoupage? It's, it's not wrong to rest. It's not something you have to earn. And anyway, you're doing a lot more than decoupage. Oh, what? My TikTok account about my cottagecore miniature train display? My Eric Stoltz YouTube channel where I set clips of his acting to Elton John songs? Stoltz me closer, tiny dancer? My original musical celebrating the life of Olivia Rodrigo? Producers aren't interested, Megan! So it's a musical about Olivia Rodrigo, but it doesn't have any Olivia Rodrigo songs in it? No, Beth, it's an original musical. Laura, <laughs> sorry. I've been filling all my time with these projects, but I guess I didn't realize that I only know how to value my work if I'm getting paid for it. It's okay. It's my fault we're even talking about this. You didn't do anything wrong. I, I'm just really on edge. And anyway, I think you're doing a lot of good work. I wouldn't be surprised if people wanted to pay you for it. You're kidding, right? Like the rest of it is any better? It doesn't mean I'm entitled to kick back and watch exclusive online content. The rest of it? She probably means my pilot for a multi-camp <laughs> sitcom about horny birds. Or my pilot for an hour drama where Abraham Lincoln was alive, but he had amnesia and worked as a portrait photographer. <laughs> or my pilot for a kid's show starring the parts of the body. <laughs> I could kind of see the last one working, actually. I don't know how to write for kids, Roger. No matter what I do, it sounds condescending. And if nobody wants any of my pilots on TV or my stage musical or my Etsy crafts, I don't deserve the luxury of premium entertainment. I don't even deserve YouTube with the ads. 
You know, I think you were onto something earlier when you talked about how you value your work. You would say that, Beth. You have a salary. That's the most consistent form of compensation there is. Okay. Laura, you're getting Let's all take again. a breath here. Laura stands up. None of you understand. I just have to figure out what people who buy things want, and I'll give them that thing. Then I'll know how much I matter to the world in a real way again. A concrete way. Maybe my Twitter will get me a book deal. I can finish my novel about a girl growing up in a small Protestant town in New England. How she spends every day reading and writing and creating for creation's sake. Listening only to her inner voice. An escape, sure, but still motivated from within. Until one day, she sells her first painting to a local collector and everything changes. She looks around the table. <laughs> Does her father notice her for the first time and encourage you to sell more of her work? And she internalizes that as the way that her father valued her and thus how she was valued to the world. Like, what happened with you and your father? Uh, no. The collector is magic and he lets her go into <laughs> paintings, but then there are obstacles stopping her from getting home in time to kiss her crush at the county fair like her foot is. She gets stuck in the paint like what dreams may come. A beat. Well, I think that sounds like a cute story. And it would probably do really well in the teen market. No, Roger, it's for adults and it fucking sucks. <laughs> she grabs Maggie, a passing server. Hey, are you hiring? I don't think so. Lara shrieks in her face. Let's talk about that. So it started as an assignment where a, uh, a a surprise justification was found in a rant. I'm not totally sure that I did that, but <laughs> <laughs> I did a version of that maybe. It was one of those where sometimes when I don't have any ideas, I'll just write a base reality and then I'll see if something pops up. Mm -hmm. So I wrote the first like half of this page and then I was like, oh, when someone says how busy we've all been getting together, someone feels bad about that. And I was like, okay, why, why do they feel bad? Oh, they yeah. must be not busy in their mind. And then I just kind of started filling in the planks as I, as I went, just following that idea that maybe she's really busy, uh, but doesn't think anything she's doing is valuable. Yeah. And then I guess I, <laughs> I found the game of like the really specific projects she's working on also. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm kind of playing the, she doesn't value what she's doing, but also what she's doing is really specific and yeah. not, not necessarily something anyone would buy. But <laughs> once I found a pattern, I would just try to repeat it, I guess. But yeah. Sketchies, there's something to be said for coming to a blank page with nothing in mind, joke wise. I find that every time someone says that, that they ha end up writing a sketch where the specifics are so fucking killer. Because you're like not getting caught up in the joke you're trying to make or like the point you're trying to make with the joke. You're like relying on your words. Um, and you did you did a really good job with it here. I mean, even just like right from the beginning before you start like heightening your specifics, you're already using the term decoupage, uh, <laughs> which like is so good. <laughs> but yeah, I also think you did a good job of like saying something in this sketch. Like your voice in this is is like being really specific about how I think it's obvious to me how you, the writer feel about people being able to take time off work. And like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel to me like the voices of reason in this are like condescending or like saying like, you know, Hey, you should be working or like feeding into how Laura feels. It feels like everybody's just trying to be like, like saying something that's real about how you can spend your time. The only thing I would say about like your blackout is it would be fun to see maybe in the like what dreams may come piece or like whatever, something towards the end to see her be like, that's why I've been doing so much decoupage. Like just having the decoupage come back and like sort of justifying why she's been doing like if it's for one of the other projects or like uh yeah it'd just be fun to like be reminded that's where we started all this i felt like there was something about laura that really like struck a chord with me 
Um, and I think other people will relate to that too, as far as like, there's always things going on in my brain that are not work related, that are like projects that are usually like really bad ideas that I'll never do. Or if I start something, I'll never finish it. So there's something about like my ADHD brain that like all these specifics really resonated with me. Like, Oh, I have these great ideas. I'm going to start, I'm going to write a, I'm going to write a musical and I'm going to write an Eric Stoltz YouTube channel. Like all these really, I'm like, gosh, I love the specifics. It was so much fun. I loved it. And really was like, I feel heard. I feel seen <laughs> with all the things, dumb things in my brain. And I think a lot of people have that too. So I think that's really like every man there. Um, the, yeah. the information between like where she says I'm a waste of space. And then before you get to the Apple TV, I'd almost like to see some, like an appetizer arrive. And she says like, I'm no, I don't deserve empanadas or whatever. Like, I don't deserve, there's this, I don't deserve Apple TV. And I want that to be the third feed of whatever that is, because I love when they, when you go so far into the Apple TV and all those specifics about not deserving, I don't even deserve the YouTube with, with commercials. The Apple TV thing is so funny and I love that we get it so soon. Um, but yeah, I want to know all the things Laura doesn't think she deserves. Like they're at a restaurant, like I don't deserve cloth napkins, you know, like just all the things. As I wanted to add, uh, touch on what Amy said uh which was like um you know ringing a bell or uh not ringing a bell like speaking to me personally because i've been unemployed for about three months now and uh more often than not i'm thinking about how to become a medieval knight uh <laughs> with, with my spare time um so, yeah, like all the specifics. We don't have time to unpack all of that, but can you say more about <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sketchies, we didn't have time to unpack all that. Tyler was right, but we did. So if you want to check out the rest of Keith talking about how he wants to be a medieval knight, we're going to release a special mini episode about it, or you can always check out our Patreon and watch this whole Zoom call. Hey, everybody hear that? We've already been on such a journey tonight. Spooky roof train. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, it's fantastic. Well, it's good to you have can you. see through it. It's good to have you here, Ghost Rift Conductor. Thank you. It's good to it's good to be back within the, the amongst the living. Um yeah. Is it not fun amongst the dead? What's yeah. going on down there? They they gave me the I'm I'm recently dead. So oh, they're they've all been like, you. And, and there's that hierarchy. <laughs> it's like joining so, a fraternity. It's a lot like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm part of a train conductor fraternity, or I was when I was alive. And, you know, they had to they had to do everything, the hazing, the tying me to the tracks, and you know, pouring dirty water down my throat. <laughs> 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 no dirty water <laughs> is like really dirty water or is that a euphemism for something like from a puddle <laughs> <laughs> like a train side puddle is there rain in the underworld <laughs> <laughs> I mean heaven I don't know where you What's, what's the cosmology here? It's definitely the underworld. You can't run train tracks into the sky. Everybody oh, knows that. Uh, really good point. They only go down. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but tunnels are our train's best friend. <laughs> Do you happen what? to have a ticket in your ghostly hand? Uh, oh, what's this? A transparent ghostly ticket in my transparent ghostly hand. Look at that. Oh, boy. Why don't you, uh, why don't you, can you still read? Even though you're yeah, I got my, I got my ghostly spectacles. Great. So I, I guess I can. Uh, God, my, my jaw aches. <laughs> We're not doing the rift train. The rift train is 
hit a snag. <laughs> Where'd the dirty water come from, Keith? <laughs> they got it from the, they were digging the trenches no, no. to lay the track line. <laughs> what? Trench Where water? Did it <clears throat> what? Where did it come from in your brain? What reference of oh, fraternity was... made you say dirty water down someone's throat? <laughs> well, I was still thinking like, I, I guess in train stuff okay i don't know i don't know i don't know know a lot about trains but you know trains in their dirty water (laughs) keith do you want to do you want to tell us your comedy premise (laughs) i will i will will tell you all my comedy premise uh i'm gonna calm down now uh yeah uh so i was um I was actually on my way here. I'm at my parents' house right now. I was driving on my way here and all the Christmas decorations and stuff or whatever. And I drove by one that had uh, Santa exiting someone's outhouse. <laughs> Santa exiting someone's outhouse. Uh, <laughs> and I imagine a scenario in which <laughs> Santa lands in, in like inside an outhouse by accident and he has to explain why he's <laughs> <laughs> like Santa's like, I wasn't, I wasn't in there <laughs> pooping. <laughs> this sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very funny if Santa has to take a shit. Yeah, it's counts. very funny. That's good. And yeah. then he could be like, I was just dropping off presents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this the out of Rudolph? <laughs> <laughs> I ate a lot of cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's insulted if I don't eat their cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone to have a bad Christmas. <laughs> I've eaten nearly 300,000 cookies in the last couple hours. <laughs> well, that's my riff. Did I like it? Oh yeah, I liked it a lot. Thank me. <laughs> I may uh, enter the ghostly rift terrain. Oh well, <laughs> well, kind of me to say. That's uh, very polite. You're a proud man. I sure am. <laughs> hey, ghost of Mr. Conductor. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Oh yes. Uh, uh passenger uh, Keely. Hello, you're you're corporeal. <laughs> um, yes, and I would really like to board the train today. Great, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> what kind of ticket you got for me today, Keely? Um. Okay, so this um came up. Organically, as a premise in um, in in an improv scene I was in recently Ooh. about someone, someone is like very upset because they can't forget what they put in a time capsule, and so it's like not going to be as gratifying to open it because <laughs> they remember what they put in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where do we heighten from this? Like, does it start like with them like planting this time capsule, and then like someone? I think in the scene it was like they were, we were planting a time capsule, and I was like, I'm just never gonna forget. Like, I'll always remember what I put in there. And then like you know, there's like a time jump, but I don't want to have too many time jumps in a sketch, you know. So I'm just like yeah. wondering, what can I do to try to forget so that then when what if it you is have unearthed? What it's if you gratifying. have one time jump to when they're at their reunion, class reunion or whatever, they're going to unearth it. And this person looks and sounds and is tortured for the memories they've been carrying around all these years. How could you forget, Stephen? You put your retainer in there because you just finished all of your braces treatments. Like, I don't know if you could just. I do don't know one. why you're all so excited. We know what's in. We've all been thinking about it constantly for 20 years. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, I think that's, I don't even think you need the first part. I think you just started at the like, yeah, at the, the unveiling reunion. and mm-hmm. have somebody who's like, 
old sunken face with like wispy hair, just like tortured there. Like, oh but they all have the God. same year on their jacket. Like, clearly Finally. they're all the same. Yeah, the yeah, same and age. everybody else is in their forties. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like if they're just repeating like Swatch Watch workout VHS. <laughs> when do you imagine they buried this time capsule? I don't. I don't know. I think the eighties is funny. Eighties is great. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to pitch the eighties. Definitely. And they love time capsules were all the rage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pitch so, caught. A lot of funny things in the from the eighties you could have put in there too. Mm-hmm. Whoa! I say nineteen ninety two. That was that's just me. Because <laughs> that makes me think of my elementary school. I'd say 2040, and it's a way future sketch. <laughs> <laughs> a way future. That's when they're burying it, or that's when they're unearthing it, right? But uh, they buried it in like 2040, and unearthing it in like 2080. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those jokes. It, it does give you like uh, a great opportunity to like create a past that didn't happen. You know, to be like. <laughs> All you people forgot what was in here because the slugs attacked. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody forgot what was in here when when AI made our bodies obsolete and turned us all into computers. But I didn't. (laughs) The thing that's been tearing me apart for 35 years is about to be opened. (laughs) I think that's a good riff. Ghost Rift Conductor, can you get us to assignment station, please? <laughs> oh, I will first need to invite passenger Keely onto the Ghost Rift train. Hop oh, aboard. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a have a seat in the uh, in in the uh, invis. Uh, what is it? Translucent. <laughs> translucent. Translucent seat. <laughs> Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> oh, there we go. I believe she's seated. <laughs> okay, that's all I want. Okay, where, where are we going? Assignment Town, right? Station. Mister <laughs> <laughs> Conductor, Assignment Station, please. <laughs> We're going Assignment Station. Uh, next stop. Here, float. Uh, here we go. Floating away. <laughs> woo, woo, boo. Woo, woo, boo. Here we are at assignment station. Oh, we made it? Okay, great. <laughs> this assignment is a conversation with one of those smart assistants. Uh, maybe it's Siri. Maybe it's Alexa. Maybe it's Google. Write a sketch where someone's having a conversation with one of those. Or maybe two of them are talking to each other. We've all seen these before. They're pretty popular. People have been writing sketches about these, and and you can too. <laughs> all right, Mr. Conductor, you want to get us to Rift Town or Plug Town? Plug Town, here we come. All right. Keely, anything you want to do? It's that easy. <laughs> Plug Town, here we come. <laughs> well, it, it's a ghost train. It doesn't have like any weight to carry. <laughs> Keely's on board. Sorry, I've failed. I've failed again. Here we go. Okay, I would like to plug, per usual, a Pennsylvania (laughs) town um, that I will convince you is a valid tourist destination. But this one really, (laughs) truly is um, Cherry Springs State Park. It's in Potter County, Pennsylvania, and it's one of, if not the like darkest places on the east coast so it's one of the best places in the country to stargaze and it is so dark in fact that you the milky way occasionally casts a shadow of itself um and i think everyone should go look at the stars there i did i've been there recently how how far away is it it's like four and a half hours from us okay it's beautiful. Worth the drive. It's uh, it's the highest and darkest spot on the East Coast. Whoa. I didn't realize it was so high up there. <laughs> oh, great plug. Thanks, Huey. Uh, Tyler, anything you want to plug? Hey, Sketchies. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, 
we have a Discord. Maybe you weren't aware of it, but Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show has a Discord. It's called the Disky Disc Discord Server. <laughs> what? And uh, let's get some people in there. So, uh, Sketchies, if you have some fan fiction about a ghost conductor who's also a knight, or if maybe some fan art, if you're a digital artist, or uh, colored pencils, really any medium at all, uh, <laughs> of Keith as a ghost conductor who is also a knight, we would like to see them. <laughs> Or maybe if you just want to talk to each other and, and or maybe some of the writers, uh, <clears throat> come and join our little community. And there's going to be a link in the description. And on our website. Cool. And on our website. Keith, is there anything you want to plug? Whitcomb's Far Market. They got far market stuff. They got produce. They got, uh, you know, they, they cut deli meats. Uh, they have like... <laughs> <laughs> they got fresh made sandwiches. They sell milk from Perrydale. Uh that's another that'll be another pluck. <laughs> uh, but um uh yeah, they it's just I get all my like baked goods from there, pies and you know, bread and all that. Fun. They have a Facebook, uh Whitcombs Farm Market, W H I T E C O M B apostrophe S Farm Market. I'm going to plug our Patreon. You, Sketchies, you have no idea how insane the Zoom call was today. I, seriously, <laughs> it was so great. Uh, I'm not going to be able to capture in the edit. I know I won't be able to. So check out our Patreon. You're going to want to see the Zoom call. Wow, folks, that's all for us. I hope you enjoyed this adventure as much as we did today. Thank you to all the participants and to Jeff Powers for the music you've heard. And also a big thanks to you, listeners. If you'd like to support the show or check out more that we have to offer, head on over to SketchySketchSketch.com. And while you're there, check out our Patreon. It's got the Zoom calls. It's got exclusive merch and other content. You don't want to miss the Zoom call from today, so check so that out. And if you're like, hey, I'm funny, I want to get a sketch on this podcast, email your sketch <laughs> to sketchysketchpod at gmail.com and we'll get your sketch on the show. Or feel free to reach out to us if one of the sketches you heard really impacted you. If you have follow-up questions, we totally understand that. There's a place on our website where you can send us a request for more information or to give us love. Thank you. And if you like what you heard today, mm -hmm. please tell your friends. Come on, do it. Check us out on social media. Check out our classes that we run. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us five stars on whatever you're listening on, please. Please, we don't mean to beg you, but we love you. And we're, okay, we're going to beg you. So please, yeah, listen. Let us know you're listening. <laughs> call us, call us now. Call us. Call us right Call now, us right please. Now, please. We're okay. begging you. We're begging you. And that's all for us today. So please call all us right. all hours of the night. We only love you if you call us. 1-800-SKETCHY-SKETCH-SKETCH-SKETCH-SKETCH. That's a real phone number. Operators are standing by. Thank you very much.